Welcome everybody to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. Uh, caballeros, yo soy all-time classic. This is wrestling. <laughs> Dave's not with us today. No, he isn't. He went to the hospital. But yeah. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Yeah. So. Do you miss him? I think you miss him. No. Because he'll rub you. He, he said he wanted to go to Applebee's today. No, we're not what? going to Applebee's today. Why you don't want to go to Applebee's? Because I don't want you guys to be sitting there saying happy birthday. But it is your birthday every day. It's not. So what we got today? So we have the current reigning, vending House of Glory women's champion. She is from New York City. Uh, everybody, let's introduce Ultraviolet. Hello. Thank you for having me, guys. Welcome. I swear I had a brain fart right there. <laughs> you had a brain fart? <laughs> yes, I did. Why? What, what happened? There? I was just, I don't know. I was had it in my mind and it just didn't come out right. In your head, you didn't yeah. come out right? Yep. Oh, well, it happens. Yeah. It's life. So it's we, Sunday. Yep. So, so we met you. I remember I met you over at CCW, CW October show this past October. I mean, you met her at the same time. Did you meet her at the same time or was something? Yeah, it was the same time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And in case our listeners don't know you are, I mean, you've been pretty much all up and down the East. East Coast here. So I'm looking at like the companies you've been with, you know, House of Glory, Capital Championship Wrestling, Warriors of Wrestling, Battle Club Pro, Women's Superstar yeah. Sensor, Victory Pro, Outlaw Wrestling, Women's Wrestling, Women's Wrestling Revolution, Impact Wrestling, and Stardom. Where do you get this at? Yeah. Are you like looking it up somewhere? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah I'm wondering where you got this from. <laughs> what oh. else do they have on there? <laughs> no, it's crazy because like ever since I got him to be my producer and all that, man, he's been like upgraded. Everything. The FBI. He's in the FBI. Yeah, he is in the FBI. <laughs> and there's, there's sites out there that, you know, look up everybody's wrestling stuff and gives out that nice information. So yeah. he, he keeps on wanting me to call him the tech guru. I am a tech guru because I am smart with technology. But let's get into the questions, though. Yeah. So yeah. first question, um, we, we're getting a lot of listeners, especially some of my coworkers now that are not wrestling fans. But for the wrestling fans that don't know you. Can we get your origin story? So just tell us. My origin story. Yeah. So tell us just um, how you got into wrestling. Um. Um, where'd you where'd you train? Who trained you? Stuff like that. Okay, so I was actually raised by a super duper strict conservative single mother who like wanted me to be like a ballerina princess. Like she didn't let me watch anything but PBS Kids and like Disney Channel. And like I, I wasn't allowed to watch Nickelodeon. I wasn't allowed to watch Cartoon Network. It was too like racy. It was too much. So you can imagine like she would never let me watch anything like wrestling. Like it was forbidden. But one day it was actually a Sunday like today and. Uh, we didn't have people growing up because my mom was a single mom, but we had regular, regular, like, those common channels that we have. I think that's common, not just in New York, right? Like, you have your, your base stations, like CBS and ABC. We have the Spanish channel. So, we had uh, Telemundo, which is Channel 47, and they would replay uh, the Monday Night Raw and with the voiceover from the Spanish announcers. And uh, I, I am Spanish. I'm Colombian and Ecuadorian. I speak Spanish. Um, there was nothing on, like, Sunday. There's golf. And, I mean, I'm, like, like 11, 12 years old, like, I don't want to watch golf. Um, so I was flipping through the channels, infomercials and like stuff like that. And then I put on wrestling and like, it was on randomly. I've never seen anything like this. Me, my little brain, like PBS and Disney channel. And I see it. Um, I instantly, I was like, what is this? This is so awesome. Like, what is this? And then right after that, we had just gotten our first computer, which was a dial up. And you know, the little AOL guy who connect and it was really slow, but I would spend all my time with like my notebook and be like literally what you just did to me like all the like little uh, companies I went to I'd go and be like I'd write the name of the wrestler like like any of them like back in the day and then I'd write where they're from where they grew up where they trained like what their story and I have a list of them like I was obsessed like ever since then I, I did, all my friends were super like girly girls so I didn't know any wrestling fans but when I went to high school uh, it was like I, I finally met friends that like were wrestling fans too and they like showed me even more stuff and I didn't have to be like a closet fan like I found my people and like they taught me a bunch we'd watch pay-per-views together like we dream them like it was so much fun and then graduating high school in high school I saved all my my lunch money I went to a Catholic school so my lunches at three you would go with like your lunch money I would starve myself and like bring a snack from home and save my lunch money and my plan was to save all that money and go away run away and go to I googled a wrestling schools, and the most promising one seemed to be a company in 
Georgia, which sounded like college dorming. It was a, uh, they're like, oh, you can come in. We'll give you a place to live. Like, we'll feed you. Like, it doesn't matter if you're not, uh, like, fit. We'll teach you how to work out. I was like, this is perfect. Like, I'm going to do it. But I didn't tell anyone I was going to do it. I was just saving my money. And then the summer after graduation of high school, I had two friends that I made, I said, in high school. And they're like, we're going to, we're going to join a wrestling school. We're going to be, we're going to be wrestlers. You should do it with us and see, like, it's like, it's our little group. Like, we love wrestling. And I was like, oh, but I don't, like, back then it was still like divas. There wasn't, it wasn't too, they weren't all divas. It was like, so I was just like, I don't really look like a, like a diva. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, what if they make me, like, have surgery? I don't know. And, and that was when Paige just came out. And they were like, well, Paige is an NFT and, like, she doesn't have any of that and she's a badass. Like, you can do it. And I was like, you guys really think I can do it? And they're like, yeah, do it with us. Our plan was to go to NYWC with Mikey Whipwreck from ECW. And uh, right the week before we were supposed to go to join, my friend's car broke down. So that was in Long Island, New York, where I was like, House of Glory's in the city where, like, you can get to it easily by bus or subway train. For to get to uh, Long Island, you would have to take the LIRR, like a, it's like the New Jersey Transit. It's like a Metro North kind of train. It's more expensive and it's really far away from the city. So my friend, his car broke down. He's like, well, we're going to House of Glory. And I was just like, I don't want to go there. Like, I don't know anyone there. Like, I had Googled NYWC. They had some women there. I felt comfortable. Like, I knew, like, the names that went there. Um, I was like, all right, I'll be in good hands. But, like, I didn't know anyone. Like, I didn't know my trainer. I didn't know Brian Excel, Amazing Red. Like, I didn't know any of the guys. They didn't have any women. I was like, oh, no. Like, this this looks, like, a little rough. It's like one of those holes in the wall. And uh, they're like, well, that's your choice. You come with us or you go by yourself to NYWC. We're going here because we can't afford to go all the way to Long Island. So I was just like, what am I going to do? And I, I fucked it up. I went with them because I, why wouldn't I? Like, it's a perfect setup for me to do this. And, like, I have my friends with me just in case anything happens. And I I went with them and, like, the rest was history. Like, I just, I didn't want to go there. I fought it. But, like, God had my back. Like, <laughs> he put me in the right spot because everyone there was so helpful. And, like, they just push you to greatness. Like, they don't let you stop till you, like, figure it out. Like, I think Japan has that training. Like, you do drop kicks until you can move on to the next move and then you go to a bigger move to a bigger move like it kind of step by step take you there so none of the, like I said the rest is history <laughs> oh my gosh HOG that's Dave Adams' territory <laughs> exactly you know? I, yeah. She, yeah 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 he's the best she's in like the same ball, she's in like the same like I guess call it year or group right now with the tag team champions the main event so it's like oh yeah yeah to my brother yo these I mean <laughs> she's in a night she's in an awesome place that I mean House of Glory is the place up there in New York right now yeah, I like I like Dave yeah. Adams. I had to go up there to check one show out. Yeah, I'm all the way down in Delaware, so it's like a travel, you know. And you know, Northeast Philly for me here. We're yeah. we're on the East Coast. I have fun doing commentating with Dave Adams at some small promotions. I know HOG. <laughs> so as a women's wrestler, do you feel that you know women's wrestling has been evolving still, or do you think it's kind of been like in a stalemate of where it's where it's been at or where it's staying at? Well, since since I joined, like when I joined, I said like I was told the guys I was like. I don't really look like a diva and then from there I was still like brand new I was like a freshman in college like I was it's come a long way since then I would say like then they had the women's wrestling revolution and then they like they had they got rid of the diva title and they got like their own women title and then I think indies like like there's there's always been I think a good representation representation of strong women in the indies but like it's just grown so much I think there's so much like opportunity and like I definitely think it's grown like when I first joined I think when I first joined I wanted just to be like a superstar and like know enough to go to the right company whereas through my training I just fell in love with the art of wrestling and like just becoming like an athlete like your footing your placement like your oomph like your power your strength like there's so much dimension to it and I do think like I think it's well represented more nowadays than when I first joined wrestling so I would say so yeah that, would be, that was your question so I mean I just helped you get that question out there Dave yeah 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 so. I wanted to know that because like I, I love going down to CCW and one CW and watch the women wrestle and and make a yeah. difference down there and open it'll make more difference everywhere else because like yeah it's so crazy because you would think like oh there's so many women you're gonna see similar things but there's so many women and you don't see the same things like white it's just everyone's so different and they bring something different to the table that's correct but i have another question about that too like there's other promotions out there they don't bring women wrestling into their companies do you think that's needs to be changed i i i think so i think i think it's in the work like I know my friend uh, Masha Akisamovic she's in PWG right now like and before they they just had like Kendall Ray and it was like and like like I think she did like 
picnic bags and then she had I think she did have a mat but like it wasn't common for you to see women there whereas I still think there's like glass ceilings to be broken but I think we're in a good place to break them do you know what I mean like I don't think we're too far from that like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it does need to be changed yeah. like it's one of the things that I'm happy that one CW let Marcello in and do his stuff too yeah. with one CW so everybody down in house in Delaware I almost said Houston I almost <laughs> did that but like give him a different aspect with women wrestling it's fun to see that stuff in. and Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling yeah. is starting to do that right now with their women's champion uh, Kylan King oh yeah yeah. so my next question is what makes you different from any other women's wrestler out there I was thinking of that question a lot it's like a question you have to ask yourself and I just think it's just my attention to like the small details I think everything about me whether it's like my entrance year or like the way you go into a move or like I think everything about me is very detailed and planned out and like I think that matters like like when you're trying to win something or when you're going to war like it's so detailed and planned out and like special and different like it could be just like someone can just do a random lariat or something but the way you do it I think that matters no? Yeah 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 I do agree everybody wants to know what's different about our podcast and I always want to be yeah. different I put it's crazy because on my YouTube I play connect forward with wrestlers something different and yeah gotta be different yeah, and for us like it, yeah for us we don't ask like the same questions we're not like everybody else we're asking oh well you work with this good person you know how was this match how did you feel about this you know this wrestler and all that I'm like no we don't do that and as a photographer <laughs> and as a photographer I don't do like everybody else does I you know I do things differently I may take lots of photos but you know out of you know 500 photos there's gonna be like several good shots in there for everything so yeah so um I like this question because everybody will always ask them what's the best advice I can give somebody for podcast and I always say don't do it but what's the best advice you ever been given I think the best advice I ever was given I didn't know it was the best advice and I thought it was like dumb advice and then later on I'm like someone told it to me this was great advice and then like if I would ask if someone would ask me for advice I would give them this advice and it was like time goes by so fast don't waste it like make like you can't feel like oh I'll do it tomorrow oh I have next month oh I'm 23 years old I have time like oh like no like never ever waste time time is so precious whether it's just like being alive or like following your dreams or like don't ever waste that like you can you can like whether like I said whether it's here or a move or you go to training or go to the gym like if you have something you love like don't waste that time like don't ever be scared don't be don't second guess yourself don't waste time like time is over I think that would be like back then I was like yeah okay like I'll, whatever time precious I have all the time in the world <laughs> and now it's just like oh my god I could have done this I did that why did I wait this long for this like and now I'm like getting everything moving and crunching and it's like I could have done this before you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. Like, this is the, how the whole podcast thing. I just did it and did reviews oh, yeah. in the beginning. And I prep. I was like, yeah, you, this got boring. I got back in. Yeah, the you can't let it stop you. Exactly. Like, I got back into the wrestling because of you guys and because of Keener, because he was like, hey, we need a photographer at one show. And I was like, oh, yeah. So after that, now I'm getting booked. We're getting pretty much booked everywhere. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Keep on doing. Yeah. I, I loved your message right there. That was exactly. I think that's one of the best ones so far. I, exactly not kissing oh, ass or anything you. but I, I agree I think this is the best one because we always yeah. get the same one shut up and listen or we don't be 12 or mm -hmm. stuff like that it's a, but that one just like totally like wow this was a good one and mm -hmm. I, I think have... about it all the time <laughs> so here's like a serious question here um, given the fact that you know a couple of years ago we had the speak out movement a lot of people were being called out for sexual harassment sexual assault and there was like a few people that we started realizing hey they're you know they came out people came out and said you know they're sex offenders with actual proof um so do you mm -hmm. feel that companies should do background checks or should that be done on a state level oh that's an interesting question i thought you were gonna say how do you feel about it i think yeah, i think i think it. i never thought about it that way like pre screening people before they even get there I, I don't i don't see how anyone would be against that unless they themselves are a sexual offender like like i it wouldn't affect me in any way other than keeping some bad people away from me so yeah i would totally back that idea like kids running around you take them to the shows to see you guys wrestle and oh if there's God, a yeah. if there's a sex offender walking around and you don't know what happened to your kid and something's a prop so it's like i think yeah. there needs to be a speak out right there great idea my friend used to wrestle for a company up in north jersey and he always takes he's always taking his kids with him to all the shows and you know he was friends with the promoter you know they've been longtime friends and then you know a couple years ago things came out that he was a sex offender and he was just like what the fuck i literally have my kids 
around him. Yeah, it's so crazy because like you can be in the business and know people for so long and you won't even know like their their like their government name or like their where they live. Like you can know the person for so long and not really know anything about them in the business. It's very it could be carny in that way. Yeah. <laughs> crazy and it does need to be fixed too so this is a double part um question it's called three matches so the first one will be your all-time favorite matches you ever watched okay it could be any company out there can't be you in the match okay and the second one is um your matches that you've been in that your is your favorite so let's make this easy how about you give us your three favorite matches of all time any company any era do i say it from like my baby mark era or (laughs) or do i say it from me as a wrestler who appreciates you can do whatever you want. And anything you want, anything. It could be any matches that you've seen that you you were like, holy shit, I love this match. But I love when she said baby Mark. I love that. <laughs> I, it might be like my new saying. <laughs> I didn't know anything, but it was like, what am I watching? This is crazy. I think the first match I ever saw that was like that, that I remember today, I think it was, I remember, oh my God, it's been so long. I think it was Backlash. I don't remember what year. It was when I just started watching wrestling. And it was, I think it was Randy and it was Hacker Jack okay. and they had the thumbtacks I never thought I told you guys I was watching Disney and then I see thumbtacks and blood and I was like what is this oh my <laughs> god what's happening this is awesome <laughs> and that one was in passion for the long so long time when I was like like a babe <laughs> um, I think from there I don't think I have like a favorite favorite but my favorite thing that I binge watched when I was learning how to wrestle was Dardom and like I love Dark Angel Tarasaw like uh, Amazing Red would send us all her matches to study and like it was her versus all the doshis the, the Japanese female wrestlers and it was just it was amazing she was just so athletic and like agile and like I, I would put any of her matches in there like as my favorite and I think my last favorite I don't know if that counted my last favorite I really I really loved a House of Glory match recently actually and it was our trainer Amazing Red and then Osprey I think they had such good chemistry and just he he didn't do anything he doesn't teach us at training and for us as wrestlers I think we overcomplicate everything and think too much and he could just go in there and do the simplest thing and it just it's just so uh, it's amazing and like I just think they both did such a good job <laughs> I would have to find that match now because man Amazing Red versus Osprey that's that's just gonna be a lot of high flying and hard hitting moves right there yeah hard hitting yeah that is freaking awesome it's, I think it's on YouTube <laughs> so what are three favorite matches that you were in my, I, I would say my recent favorite since I came back from the pandemic would be me at DCW with Athena. I think at the end, the first, our first match, so we've wrestled each other three times now. The first time, I would say, is my favorite. We were feeling each other out, seeing what we were about. Uh, it was very, like, back and forth and, like, I got the win at the end even though she got me from behind but we settled we settled our beef but it was it was a it was a good it was just a good match. Yeah. Uh, another match, I would say, when I was still starting before the pandemic uh, I got to wrestle for stardom in New York City on Wrestlemania weekend and I, I'm a big like overthinker I do think too much and I put too much thought instead of just doing so I guess other than the time advice I would say Nike just do it that match I just did it like I didn't think about it I went in it there was just it's just everything that was supposed to happen happened didn't happen could have happened whatever you want to say like it, everything just went right and of all the matches that would mean something to me like I was so happy how that match went down like that one I love like I was very happy with that match it was uh, me uh, and Swing Strong which was another wrestler at my school versus Jungle Kiona and Nat Dusko and it was it was a great match and the third match I would say I would probably say like one of my first debut matches at House Glory I would say okay like it was sister versus sister and I had like the older sister there and I was the younger sister and it was it was kind of the same chemistry from the Christina Marie match where we were dealing each other out and it was it was just it was just it was just wrestling pure wrestling it was good wrestling. and that's what's so great about mm-hmm. stuff and i did see that match with you and christina down in ccw yeah that was my first time seeing you in person but the the one match that really got me now was i've seen the clips and all that i gotta find the match it's your recent title match against masha like she tore you up oh, every yeah, way there's too many to pick from <laughs> like i was watching the clips and she's like hitting you hard with like chops and kicks and you're just like i can still take it come on. 
I can still pinch like, you. You can't take this out from me, no. Let's <laughs> hang in there. Yeah, I had Ma- um, Masha on this um, little small little episode we did at a wrestling show. She was fun to have on. And I did. Yeah, s- we, we go ahead. Sorry, we used to tag together when we first. I I I saw one of her matches like when she was brand brand new, and I sent her a message. I don't message anyone. Like I am very like introverted, antisocial. But something about her, I had to say hi to her. So I said hi. I just watched your match. I don't remember what exactly. It was something along those terms. I said. I hope I get to meet you one day. She screenshotted and saved it. Still has it to this day. From there, I ran into her at a warrior show in Staten Island, I think. And we weren't booked together and we just talked. And then we were friendly. And from there, we got, we found out at that show that we were wrestling in North Carolina at this random little Indian in the middle of nowhere. And then from there, we just went on the road to her. She's like, hey, want to be tagging partners? So we tagged together. We traveled together. I brought her into House of Glory. Like we, she trained with us. And then she sent me to her family in Canada and I went on tour with them and uh, CWS in Canada and I did an ice war like the ice road death war over there and like uh, we still hang we still hang out all the time she, she's really good people yeah I did but see I think that's what made the match even better yeah I did see you two teaming up over at WSU and uh, Voorhees there do you have it in your notes yeah, yeah. I have my notes here uh, it's in your notes yeah it's in your notes I just <laughs> want to make sure it's in your notes but I also noticed when I was looking up your, you teamed up with one of my favorite, favorite wrestlers Tessa Blanchard for the Impact Hog, uh, House of Glory show uh, against yeah. Oh my God, Sonia yeah. Strong, Sonia and Scarlett. So that seemed mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. There's too many to pick from. Like I said, <laughs> so many good wrestling moments. See that he he's like he has everything written down. It's like it's so it's amazing. I forgot. He's so professional. Thank you. It. That's what a producer's <laughs> supposed to do. You're supposed to get the information. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I'm digging it. It's like this is like the best. And it's like wow. You should, gosh. You, you, you're gonna see the notes for the next guest for later on tonight. Oh my gosh. You, but you let's get notes. Oh let's finish the interview here. Oh, yeah. um, Big time. You're you're a big fan of this of pranks and ribs. Because I was doing it just a minute ago trying to um, mess with you. So I am a big fan of pranks and ribs and not the not the ones you make. Other ribs, you know what I mean? I'm all about like having fun um, getting the bartender put apple juice instead of beer at the person to drink or say happy birthday at a rest um at Applebee's or knocking yeah. or walking into Dave Keener's house at five o'clock in the morning yeah. when they're still asleep. It's like I'm here, I got donuts, um uh, stuff like that. Um that's You're a joker. I am. <laughs> I am a jokester. So do you? I love, I love jokers. <laughs> so do you have any any pranks or rib stories you would like to share? I I'm the worst at remembering things on the spot, but I don't I don't think I, I don't think I I do have a good one. I don't think I do. <laughs> it happens, you know what I mean? No, not everybody has. I, what's that? I think I have much a troll troll sense of humor, and we all like to always put it. But I can't remember like a like a funny one, like like a, like a very impactful one, like maybe like when you drive off at the gas station, you think you stranded for a second. <laughs> I don't can't really think of anything else though right now. Okay, I mean that, that's it, fun. It, it happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but like right. I'm thinking of one right. Like I'm trying to think of one. So do you have one? I do have one. I had. I'm gonna try. To think. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean like the one we're coming back from Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling and we stopped at a Applebee's in Maryland and no, across- not that one. Yeah, the, the happy birthday. Now. Yeah, he said that so many times. Or well, now I just have to go rip them one, and <laughs> <laughs> then I can have a story for next time. <laughs> oh yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, I'm trying. Wow, I can't take one on the spot right now. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Well, DB, you had plenty of geek out moments. I do have a lot of geek out moments, but I'm trying to think of a prank. Rib, I said the apple juice. That was a fun one. I mean, I had plenty of geek out moments. Yeah. What did I? Tito Santana, uh, Gerald Briscoe, yeah. Madman Fulton. He loves to mark out. Did you just hear that? No, it's I'm very respectful. I'm <laughs> just, I usually go up to him and say hi. It's the best, though. I, I don't even have a, uh, I think my first craziest mark out moment wasn't to a wrestler itself, but to, uh, to the ring itself. Like, I, my mom was super strict. She finally let me go. It was, it was before. Uh, graduation of uh, eighth grade into high school. No, no, high school into it was high school to college. My bad. And uh, I got to go to Madison Square Garden. It was my first show. It was a house show, and I was late. And last second, she let me go. She never let me go. She's like, "There's too many men there. You're gonna get kidnapped. Like, don't go there." Like, she would have never let me go, but she let me go. I was seven, and when I walked all the way up, because we had no seats, all the way up the escalator at Madison Square Garden, we got to the top. The doors are open, and I saw the ring, and I cried from how hard I marched out. I was like, like, oh my god it's real like and i saw all of them like in the same building i am breathing the air i was breathing like it was on that level of mark out i was like i'm gonna die <laughs> i was cast out <laughs> so mark out moments are special yeah they are they are really like recently yeah. um one of the promoters asked me to um, pick up some um, couple um, wrestlers at the hotel to bring over to icons of wrestling and 
it was the Rock and Roll Express, and it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then Brian's like, you didn't tell me about that. I'm like, I didn't know I had to tell you. I Very think, important. I think a real markout moment was when the second ESPW show we went to, Red Titus was there, and you were playing Connect Four with him, and like all of us were standing around watching, and I was sitting behind the camera like, God, he's playing he's playing Connect Four with Red Titus. What the fuck? <laughs> playing Connect Four with Brian um, Kendrick. Yeah. That was a fun one. Man, I love playing Connect Four. Yes, you do. <laughs> Wins, loses, I don't care. It's content. Exactly. But did you win? What's that? Did you win? <laughs> yeah, I do win at some some ones, and I do lose some. But you lost at Brian Kendrick. <laughs> That's my question. I did. I just did recently one. He's an independent wrestler. He's down in Maryland. Mur- Murmur. Okay, he's Silent Storm. Okay, and um, he signs. He's deaf. And the cool thing about it, we talked about inspiring moments and stuff like that. So that's one of my favorite Connect Fours so far because I got a message back because I haven't put it out there for people to watch. I just uploaded it and um, Craig Pendergast comes over and like sends me a message like, dude, this is my favorite one because the special message you put out because I'm all about life, everybody's family, all about love, talking about things. And I told my geek out moments are like my Connect Fours and people were saying, yes, they will play Connect Four with me. That That's yeah. that's a geek out moment. You know what I mean? Like it's life. It's like, wow, like they, they could be a high wrestler and There's yeah, I'll do it. Play Connect Four with me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she just said she wants to play Connect Four with you. So you want to play Connect Four? I'll play Connect Four. I want to beat you though. <laughs> okay. I will. I don't let little kids beat me. Don't let me win. <laughs> I, I don't let anybody win. I play little kids we at have- wrestling shows, and I don't let them win. You ever get? You ever get the whole game where the whole thing is failed and no one wins? Yes, I did. I went all the way to the the whole thing filled, and I still beat somebody. It was, it was fun. But yes, we will play next time we see each other. We'll try to get your schedule and see where I'm at and figure out if you're down CCW, we'll do it down there and have some fun. Yeah, there we go. Let's move on. <laughs> table five. So I am a big fan of this song question because I put it together. Call it Table Five. You're the fifth person at the table, and you have to mm-hmm. put four more wrestlers at your table to have lunch, dinner, have fun, or do some pranks. You don't know. Now, usually we do a topic for this. For this, so the topic is women's wrestlers. So you have to choose four women's wrestlers to be at the table with you. Four women's wrestlers. And what, 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 is this a good time? Or, or good is this time. Just their brain? Pick their brain. It could be anybody from the past, anybody that you haven't wrestled yet. It could be anybody. Is it someone that I don't see often or someone that I would want to be at my table? Someone that's never been at my table, right? It can be anybody. It could be anybody. It's it's your pull. It's your pick. She's like, you're ripping me now. Damn you all. Uh, <laughs> are you guys going to ask me who I want to wrestle later? Because I feel like I would put the people who I want to wrestle at my table. There you go. Why not use them? Okay. All right. First one, I would love to wrestle. You guys know Sumi Sakai. She's like my wrestling mother. I would love to have her at my table. I know she'll always have my back and I would love to finally get that moment to, to feel like you're the mom. <laughs> Um, Sarah Doc, I said, I would love to wrestle her. I would bring her to my table. I can think the whole way I was trained and raised was after everything she modeled for women. So I would have her at table for sure. And I, I would definitely put uh, Mercedes Monet at my table. <laughs> uh, my last one. I really love Charlotte as a technical wrestler. I would put her at our table too. One of my favorite female wrestlers that I watched over the years was Sarah Del Rey. And I love that she's yeah. a trainer, but I wish WWE would give her one match to make me happy yeah, I, know. Yeah. I felt the same way when Sarah was their trainer as well I was like one well, I think she did one managing a bit and I was like no book her she can still do it I'm sure of it <laughs> I bet she can but she was one of my favorites watching over the years and yeah I remember she used yeah. to be at, like when I was like the little girl that would be on the forums and looking up wrestling she, her name was always in there I think I went to New Jersey Pro and um, she was standing outside and I'm like looking at her DVD this is when I was like out of work I lost my job but my friend paid for my ticket so I was like okay cool and I'm looking at her table and I felt bad I can't buy anything but I wanted to say hello that's my geek out mm-hmm. and it was baby, kinda, baby Mark era <laughs> baby Mark era yeah I love that wow this is awesome you, you wrestled Natalie Neidhart that's so awesome I marked that one that yeah. one okay here's one of my favorite questions to add. and it's something that I think some companies like some states don't have like medical and any like Jersey Jersey doesn't have like, like a doctor at their shows and stuff like that I know New York has to and Pennsylvania has to. Delaware does too, I think. They have to have like a somebody that has a medical background. Um, but mm-hmm. Jersey does 
Jersey doesn't have a commission. So do you think referees or anybody working outside the ring should be CPR trained? That's such a great idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, for sure. I think I think so. But I think I think if you're going to require your ref to take the CPR training, but that's so it's hard because it's like you're not under one major company that would like take care of it or pay for it for you. You would have to get it done. Co-host um, Dave Keener, he's a referee and he is CPR trained because he has to have it for work. Maybe like you up your rate if you're CPR trained. Like, <laughs> but I think that's such a good idea. Definitely. Just know there's lots of technicality to it. <laughs> oh yeah, there is, but like you somebody guys are could just be full of great ideas. I know. I, Why I, are I, these not viral? <laughs> I don't know. I think nobody wants to listen to us. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, we think about this stuff all the time. And, and it's one of my things because when I saw some wrestlers down south that died in the ring and all that could have been saved or couldn't get saved, that's what I, I was caring about. Dude had, like, Jerry Lawler had a heart attack outside the ring. And somebody was jumped right on it because they have training. And this is why Jerry Lawler is still around today. You know what I mean? Because somebody jumped on it. And, yeah. and that's what I care yeah. about. Everybody has to have a life and everybody needs to be out there. And somebody's trained, that would be great. And helping others. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't believe that. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, when you have things like that here, it's so easy to, like, to take it for granted. Like, you can't wrestle until you get checked. They do the whole, like, thing. They check your eyes. They check your heart rate. They check, like, your, they do the test. They, like, push against your hand. They, they check you. They do all that stuff. They check your heart. And it's, like, you go to another state, and it's, like, it's just so much easier. But then, when you're in trouble, you don't think about it. You take it in trouble. You take it for granted until you're in trouble. Yeah. And then when you have that help, like you said, it saves your life. Oh, yeah. Everybody's life matters, you know. And, one person jumps right in there and saves somebody means a lot exactly because I know a friend of mine like I was choking at a restaurant didn't know I was allergic didn't know they had peanut oil yeah first starts to and like I was choking and she helped me she saved me so it's like yeah life means everything yeah, yeah I never told anybody that let's go into our next fun question oh yeah go triple, ahead the triple threat this is all you man okay triple threat is similar to the road trip game uh, who would you marry who would you who would you kill and who would you have sex with but we made it a little twist on our on this so so we're going to give you three top female wrestlers from three top companies and you have okay. to choose which one you want to have a singles match with who do you want to tag with and who do you want to have a two out of three falls match and your choices are AEW's own Britt baker okay. wwe's own bianca belair or impact wrestling's own diana perrazzo i think i would want to tag with diana because i feel like he's such a great technical wrestler and she works the arm i think all my moves work on the neck so i feel like we would compliment each other well. Um, bingo is so hard. What I want, Brit or Bianca? <laughs> Um, maybe I would do the singles with Britt have a really good respect lot in there and then the situation with all her strength I would put Bianca there that would be a good match it would, right there it'd be a good challenging a scene side to you that you've never seen before man. there you go so my next question is um, we've had plenty of guests on our show from different uh, different states talk, talking about how the companies down there always you know try to work with each other collaborate with each other support each other so do you feel that you know companies should do more you know collaborating and support each other rather having the uh, territorial mindset I, I, I get both sides. It's again, it's like a technical question because I know, I know maybe if you see someone in one neighborhood and you have them nearby the next weekend, you wouldn't feel as thrown to go see them at Company A show instead of Company B show. Maybe they would just go to Company A show. Do you know what I mean? So I get the territorialness, but then at the same time, it does help everyone to share, right? Sharing the caring. I like that. I don't know. That's a toughie. <laughs> I, I think so. I think if the, if it's just the terms are right and you set it up a certain way, it can definitely be done. Somehow, I, I feel like Care Bear Countdown right now. Very <laughs> scary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would like, you know, companies more collaborate with each other because, you know, you know, they can help the talent yeah. by sharing them and, you know, getting their names out there. Yeah, so next fun thing is get to know us. So, you know, between me, DB and Keener, we do more than just podcasting. We do. I do photography. DB here is a commentator. Color. Color. Get it right. Color, Color. commentator. Thank you. Uh, Keener, <laughs> who's not with us today, who's a referee and a commentator himself. Um, so, Violet, this is your chance right now to get to know us. So you get to ask us three questions. Any questions? Um, it can be towards DB here or me or both of us. Okay. I, 
I think I'll ask it to both of you or whoever wants to answer the question. Uh, the first question, I want to know, why did you guys name your podcast uh, 2300? Okay, that's all me special? right there. So <laughs> I started I started off with a podcast called the Instagram Podcast. And he didn't want to do interviews. So he said, let's split up. Think of um, something else to name your podcast. So Instagram was my thing. And I was like, okay, um, my favorite place to go to is the ECW Arena. I love that place. And and right there, I was like, ask Keener to get on. And it's like, what do you think of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast? And he's like, okay. And that's how the name 2300 came in. Makes sense, right? Yeah. 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 It's home to us. Okay. Do you guys remember your first baby markout moment? Like your first ever moment where you're like, what is this? Or were you just born into it? Or like, what was your moment or like your first impactful, crazy moment as a, as a wrestling? Fan? I will go first. Cause I, I've always said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Um, I got the chance to meet Bam Bam Bigelow outside of a sign-in. And what happened mm-hmm. was he came to a mall in Voorhees, New Jersey, which is not there no more. And my sister and my, her boyfriend and our, you know, their friend, and my niece were all standing outside and Bam Bam Bigelow comes outside to smoke a cigarette and we didn't notice until my niece was like walking away and we're like where is she walking to and we we look behind and she's walking up to this big guy with a nice suit jacket on and his hair his head's all tattooed and bald and we're like who is that and we're like holy shit she's walking up to Bam Bam Bigelow and she has in her hand you know the McDonald's you know fry tray and she takes one of her fries and gives it to him and he takes it and he says thank you and he actually eats it And then we we rushed over to get her. We're like, you know, we're like, we're sorry, so you know, sorry. that she came over here. And he was like, he he was such a you know a nice dude. He was like, no, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm like hiding behind my sister my, and their friend and everything. And I'm like a teenager. I'm like, oh my god, this is Bam Bam Bigelow. This is Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh my god. <laughs> See, I that was tough though. The ones that look crazy and they're super tough are usually the ones with like the biggest heart. Yep. DB. Mm. So my my friends got into the business back in like '99 at their high school and stuff like that, and they got trained by um Mike Keener. Dave's brother. Yep. And um and Maverick and all that. And they worked for a bunch of round crazy. I never told this story because it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But um Brian Sosa, he's one of my friends growing up because we did backyard wrestling and he got trained by them and he worked for ECWA and did a couple things here and there, other places, but he worked for um King Kong Bundy. Didn't know it was King Kong Bundy till like I wasn't paying attention because we're traveling from um PA all the way to Jersey somewhere and I don't remember where it was. So I'm walking in and I'm like, I was like, oh, I came going to see my friend wrestle. And he goes, who's your friend? Not knowing it was King Kong Bundy because he had hair at the time. I'm like, King Kong Bundy, mm-hmm. we hair. Oh, Brian Sosha, um, Mark Smart. And he goes, oh, I know him. Like, And I was like, cool, go ahead, sit down wherever you want to sit. And I'm like, oh, okay, paid for my ticket and all that. And he let me in before the show. And then I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. And then I figured <laughs> I out it was the King Kong Bundy. <laughs> oh Told him that story and before he passed away. And he was at Icons. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's oh. besides like Bret Hart and people that I met because I'm a big Bret Hart mark or going to WrestleMania 15 or mm-hmm. going to SummerSlam for the first time in New York. That was awesome. Brooklyn. Um, yeah, that's the longest I ever um, t- went to a wrestling show. It's New York. The go see, not go traveling, do commentating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So you got, you got one more question. One more question. Um, um, okay, you guys have different like wrestler jobs, the commentator, the ref, the photographer. Do you guys ever want to be a wrestler? Do you ever try to be a wrestler? That's kind of two questions. Maybe the second one. <laughs> Did you ever try to be a wrestler? Why didn't you? Why didn't? And if not, why not? <laughs> um, I can answer my, this is my part. Um, I got in the business with my, because of my best friend who I just simply answered a post on Facebook saying, Hey, I, I can pick you up and take you to, um, the CZW sh- Dojo War Show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in Philly. Um, so me and him, you know, we were, we headed off, you know, it got to the point where he was like, Hey, can you drive me this show, this show? Hey, can you drive me out to KCW in Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where we're like, Hey, do you want a road trip out to Chicago for the CZW freelance, um, underground show? Um, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and he got me into he got me into training wrestling because I actually wanted to train to become a wrestler and you know like team up with him and do like stuff around the yeah. ring with him. So I actually did some training at CZW and this was a time when uh, David Starr was one of the trainers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just horrible at it. Like I was taking back bumps <laughs> the wrong way and you know I was hurting myself and I lost so much confidence in myself. Like I believe one. Oh. One of the trainers who's um, good friends with Frankie, he was like, hey, where's your friend? You know, we want him to come back. You know, we, you know, we were hard on him, but we still want him to push harder. Um, yeah. So for the longest time, I really just pushed away from wrestling because of that. And plus, 
you know, personal stuff. But I started to love more of the production side, you know, like doing music, doing the videos, doing audio for the shows that, you know, that's where I found my love for the wrestling. And then I got into, you know, doing the photography now, which that's, you know, the biggest thing for me right now. It's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know I, that. Yeah. yeah yeah. I, I was I was also awful at it too. It took me like so long to like even perfect the back of like or even quarter roll, especially when you even side roll. I could not it took me months, months and months of failing. And it's crazy wrestling has like this power on you or like you, if you have a good match you feel like you're on top of the world. And if you have like a bad moment where there's a bad training session and you forgot like how to do something you know how to do that, or like your own stuff and you just self loathe afterwards. So funny that you said that I can definitely yeah, I, I did a little bumps back in the day. Yeah, I took some. And Brian Sosa came to me. He's a radio host, too. And now he's works for Bare Knuckle Fighting um, since mm-hmm. leaving wrestling business. And we were at a, um, what was it? I think it was a Christmas party. And he goes, you know what you should do? You should do a podcast. You got a cool voice. You should do it. I will always give him credit for that. So that's where I started doing the podcast part. And then Bay Ragney, Shelby Dudley from ECW. He was the first person that, for a company called LAW in Pennsylvania. They're, they're on hiatus right now. Now owned by Mr. Uala. <laughs> he goes to them. He's like, hey, Frank, um, why not get Dave to do it from the 2300, really at the time, did Zagori podcast and do commentate. First time doing it. I'm always there anyway because Keener's preferring. And they asked me and I was like, okay. Didn't know anything about it. And they're like, we want you to be a face. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to be a face because I'm sarcastic. I'm from Delco, Pennsylvania. We're all sarcastic people. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but okay. And I'm like, make the commentator laughed the whole time like there was a wrestler named Maverick and I'm like I'm like oh I just came in from um out back and I saw his horse <laughs> and stuff like that I just had fun like and then, witty. yeah 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 the witty part and then going Eastern Shore gave me a job and that's really fun down there and they're happy to have me they're happy to have us fucking busy <laughs> oh yeah exactly now I just want to add you know because of you know stepping behind and doing like the camera work and the audio and all the production stuff it got to the point where me and Frankie did our own show called NFG Friction back in like March of 2018 and that was like the, my first time of like running a show with some and I was like, holy shit, I love this. I mean, it was a headache, but it was fun. And since then, it's been like a goal of mine to actually run a professional wrestling show in Philadelphia. So, yeah, I just wanted to definitely that. do it. <laughs> But I like the I like the podcast or commentating styles. That that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying being the sarcastic a hole. And but I'm a nice guy in real life. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the final question. So right when you do listen to this episode, Dave Adams will say this is the 2300 final question. I love commentating with Dave Adams. He's another person that gave me a shot too. So that's kind of cool because we were at a uh-huh. show called IWA Vintage in Jersey. He goes, Hey, um, who's commentating with me and they're like you're by yourself because can db do it and i'm like oh looks like i'm doing it and that's another thing i had to give credit to dave adams too. okay mm-hmm. now ready for the final question yeah do you okay. want to explain yeah. the final question no you can i got the questions david adams here and this is the final question for this episode of the 2300 wrestling podcast okay it's, a, <laughs> it's called the five questions of doom hold on you're not even doing it right oh i'm sorry oh it is now time for the five questions of doom. I'll get you, Gadget, next time. <laughs> so there are five questions. They're non-wrestling related stuff. So ready for question number one? I think so. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> question number one. Last movie you've seen in theaters. Oh man, I don't remember. I'm so I, I'm, I'm realizing from this podcast my memory's horrible. Um, um, I think I saw Batman. Uh, okay. with the uh, the guy from Twilight. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Batman movie. Yeah, my yeah. last movie. I go see movies all the time because Regal Cinema has a. You pay yeah. twenty one dollars a month. You can go see any movie you want. I just recently saw oh, nice. Mystery Monday. So it's we don't know what movie they're gonna play, and it was missing. The movie was called Missing. It was freaking amazing. Last oh, one. Actually, the last one. I went to the movie theater. Do you know what I saw? What? I, I, I saw one movie after that. It was Beetlejuice. I oh. never saw Beetlejuice before. And I was taken to see Beetlejuice. They were rerunning old movies. That was in November. That is freaking that was awesome. My last movie. Beetlejuice yeah, is Yeah, it was my... awesome. I loved it. I can't believe you never saw Beetlejuice. But yeah, I, well, I told you... you guys, my mom. Yes, your mom. <laughs> like it just came in my head. Like, oh, wait, your mom. Yes. <laughs> 
everything. Last movie for me was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, with my coworkers. Oh, nice. I still have to watch. It's it's okay. I'm not a big fan of that one because I am a big fan of Black Panther, and and it sucks that he passed away. So it's like yeah. But one of one of the episodes we talk about it. It's not out. <laughs> Question number two: Apple or Android? Apple, but I know, I know there's a giant war. I would say Apple. I have the AirPods. I have the MacBook. I have the iPhone. Everything AirDrop. Everyone has blue little messages, and it's just it's so convenient. The crazy thing is, you got I got, Android. I got a I got an Android because I love my Android, but I have a I Mac Pro. My Android. Everything a, used to be custom. I would have custom lock screen buttons. Like it would be. I would have everything, but yeah, I would. Always, I would always get hacked on my on my uh, on my Android. The second I had iCloud, no one can no one can break into my house now. <laughs> Ready? Oh. Question number three. Favorite live Disney movie? Lion King. Lion King's my favorite movie. It's my favorite cartoon movie, and I went to see it on Broadway. So good. And then when I went to I had to, I had to see the live action, and it was so disappointing. I was maybe Disney live action. I really liked Aladdin. I liked their spin on it. Oh, I did like that one, too. I liked the Mulan movie. Did I watch that? Which one? Mulan. Oh, Mulan. I didn't see that one. You have to see it. It it is not a Disney field movie. It's kind of like the uh, you know those um Chinese like Japanese a realistic movie. Yeah, it was. It had that feel of like a IP man, you know, Jackie Chan movie where it's a lot of the you know crouching tiger, hidden dragon stunts and stuff. So I want to tell. Us- I want to tell a fast story about Disney right now. So um, my niece is 16 now, but at the eight, at the time she was younger. And I collect movies. My movie collection is amazing. I have 6,000 movies in my collection right now, um, DVD and stuff like that. So she told me, Uncle Dave, you don't have any um, princess movie. You know, I went out and bought every princess movie I can. And then like one day she comes over and I'm like, I got princess movies. She's like, Uncle Dave, I'm not into princess movies anymore. I'm in the Monster oh, High. Oh, there's no winning. And then Monster High. And then I'm like, good, because I like Beauty and the Beast is my favorite cartoon. Oh, I was them for Halloween like three different times. Question number four. Who would you let play you in a movie? Oh, that's a hard question. I know. <laughs> Who would I let play you? Do they have to look like you? Just somebody that will play you that I don't think a lot of people play that look like the, the person in a movie. I mean, it's it's a movie about you, so, you know, who would be the actor, or, or I'm sorry, actress that would play you? I don't, I don't like follow celebrities, but I don't think I even know, like, celebrities that are around right now. <laughs> um, the, the, first, the first thing I'm thinking of is, what movie did I just see? And then I think of the cast members of the movie. Um, who would you cast this movie? <laughs> I know. I didn't. Um, I didn't put that one in there. We're gonna have to take some auditions. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would say somebody young and new. For me, I, I need to find somebody old and new. <laughs> I would be thinking more for her, the girl, uh, the actress that played in Transformers: The Last Night and Doric the Explorer movie. Oh no, I don't know. If I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of those new movies. Mm-hmm. Usually, what I do when I want to watch a movie, I put on like an '80s or a '90s movie. <laughs> I like you already. You yeah. become my friend. Yeah. They're just like you can. If they can, they're shorter than the current day movies, but you just feel like you've been watching the movie for a week. Like you feel invested, and it's just you're a part of the story, and like it's just it's always great. Music hit too. Yes, I had that problem recently. I'm, watch, I'm watching a movie right now, and I'm like, this movie's not over yet. Oh my gosh! And then I had to stop yeah. and, and get changed and come here to do this interview. No, I Question number five. I'll get you gadget. Favorite Disney character. Favorite Disney character. Don't let me. Um, I, I think I, I like them. I, I love, 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 Go ahead. I'm not doing it now. (laughs) But you you should you should tell her that when she comes on to the show. Okay, I always tell everybody that comes on to my show. I said my show. They will get upset. It's our show. I like to tell everybody that comes on our show that when you do, you become part of our family. So welcome to our family. Well, thank you for watching the family. (laughs) Now our family will watch old movies and mark out and play Connect (laughs) Four. Oh yes. Christine Marie's in the family, so you you know somebody. 
Before we let you go, can you tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Right now, I only have TikTok and Instagram, and it is at the T-H-E Ultraviolet. Violet spelled V-I-O-L-E-T-T-E. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I have one on TikTok. No, I don't know if I have a TikTok. Yeah, I don't have her TikTok. I have her on Instagram. Yeah. But I, I only have one post. It's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, If you ever meet Mr. Ruala, dude's amazing. Um, I have a video of him, and he's like, I don't know what a TikTok is <laughs> it's great i love it i fought it for the longest it's, it's promote mm-hmm. yourself you need to get yourself over i have to go to twitter <laughs> twitter yeah twitter's an old one too it's, it's an important one. Oh yeah all right so let me hit the ending oh yeah it's ending ladies and gentlemen thank you <laughs> this has been the 2300 wrestling podcast i'm dave keener alongside db richard and we'll see you in the <laughs> ring and we would like to thank ultraviolet for being on the show today thank you thank you for having me guys you're welcome all right hey guys it's the ultraviolet and you're listening to the 2300 podcast good evening ladies and gentlemen this is david kinner from the 2300 wrestling podcast letting you know about photographer camera editor and designer extraordinaire brian schweiker please give him a call at 856-254-7546 for any of your photography needs you can also reach him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com facebook and everything else is there as well get him for all your party wrestling movies whatever you want to do that's Brian Schweiker. Check him out. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you looking to become a professional wrestler? Well, right now, the Workhorse Wrestling Club is accepting new students in Felton, Delaware. If you're interested, call Sean at 410-829-1114. Hey, this is D.B. Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find Find them at 16 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chad's 4 PA 19317. And you can call them at 484 574 88 and 68. Hey, Brian. Hey, I want to go now. 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Let's go. Sam Alfalsi here. And Zach Ravix. Super Crazy Wrestling, Super Crazy Arena, Skiver Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world. Extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo. So yeah. you already know you're. So they're going to be great. And they're definitely great. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here. You know, uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one, teach one. That That's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or, or burn. Okay. Or what Brack said. So, uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. Definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook, uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scarecrow Academy. And Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling, Scarecrow Academy. So you can contact Melissa Pena or... Oh dog, and he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or or Brax or, or Brax. You'll burn. No, you won't burn.